Hello, and welcome to the Welligant Woman Podcast, a place for women over 40 who are ready to transform midlife, reimagine what's possible, and make each new decade better than the last. I'm your host, Karen Viesta, certified health and life coach. And after going through my own midlife reinvention, I can honestly say that I now experience more energy, vitality, confidence, and joy than I ever have before. Each week, I'll be sharing information, inspiration, and strategies to help you do the same. Let's get started. Well, hello, my elegant ladies. I hope everybody is doing well. Um, before we dive into today's very juicy topic, I want to tell you about the Glow Up Challenge that I just ran at the beginning of May and how you can create your own Glow Up even if you missed the challenge. Um, I had a bunch of emails from ladies who missed it asking me if I'd be running it again. Uh, the answer is yes, but I'm not sure when. So here's how you can move through the process on your own just in time for summer. Um, because now really is the perfect time for this. I always think of the change of seasons as an opportunity to reevaluate my habits and make the necessary tweaks and changes. So, um, so if that sounds like something that you would like to do, visit welligantwoman.com and download the Midlife Glow Up Guide. These are exactly the steps that we moved through over the course of the seven-day challenge. And once you download the guide, you can simply set aside one week to focus on completing those steps. Um, and be sure to check out the recipes and articles that I have posted on the website. There are lots of great resources there. And be sure to follow me on social. Um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. And there I post additional recipes, additional information, and lots of other resources. Um, it's also where I can kind of hype you up and keep you motivated and committed. And then once you're on my email list and are part of my world, uh, then you'll be notified as soon as I announce the dates for the next round of the Glow Up Challenge. It was such a great experience. I really, really hope to see you all there. Um, okay, so let's talk confidence. Um, for starters, I looked up the definition and confidence is defined as the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something. Firm trust. Um, another definition is a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. So I have some good news and some bad news. The bad news is that there are lots of things that we face in midlife that tend to undermine our confidence. And I will share some of them with you in a moment. Um, but the good news is that I will also show you a way out of insecurity. I'll provide you a roadmap that will lead you to a greater sense of confidence. So stay with me. Um, so let's just talk about why so many women in midlife struggle with this. And we'll look at the reasons for, you know, kind of a sense of insecurity at this time. For one thing, as we all know, our bodies are changing and perhaps, you know, our bodies no longer meet the current beauty standard that has you know, long existed in the Western world. Um, also, we're in a culture that values youth, so we feel like we're losing value with each passing year. Often we have faced events in our life that have altered our 
perception of who we are and, and maybe our perception of the world around us. And often those events leave us feeling a little vulnerable and uncertain about the future. There's also a loss of sense of community um, as we get older and, and you know, we, we can tend to grow apart. Our social circle can become smaller um, and that sometimes leaves us feeling a bit insecure. There are often relationship issues at this time in our lives. You know, we can sometimes feel unsupported and lonely in our current relationship. Um, and I'm speaking here, you know, particularly about our romantic partnership, if we have one. Um, you know, it's a challenging time for us as individuals, but it's also a challenging time for couples. So that can sometimes leave us feeling a bit insecure. There are all these new ideas that challenge us and, you know, tech is the perfect example. You know, sometimes in the workforce, we're unsure of our skills and abilities because things have changed so much and, and we're not always um, confident or sure that we can learn new skills and develop new talents. We may feel financially vulnerable or question our earning potential over time um, and our ability to perhaps pivot if we're in a career where we feel we're not satisfied or gratified and, and maybe we would love to do something else, but we don't exactly know whether we're able to pivot in that way. In short, we're questioning whether the system that we have existed in, you know, and I'm talking about the cultural system, the political system, the financial system still values us. And we question whether we can and wh whether that system can and will take care of and support us going forward. So it's completely natural for all of the reasons that I just mentioned that we would be feeling this way if we continue to think the way that we always have. If we continue to subscribe to certain notions of what it means to age and what it means to be a woman in the second half of life, then yes, it makes sense that we would feel less and less confident as we grow older. And there is absolutely nothing that says that we have to continue to subscribe to those ideas. And that is the really good news. There is nothing preventing us from dropping those old outdated beliefs and adopting a new way of thinking about aging and about ourselves and about the second half of life that is empowering and exciting. That is what confidence is. That's all it is. Confidence is about having personal power, being powerful enough to decide for ourselves what we believe rather than blindly accepting cultural beliefs and standards. And the beautiful thing about that is that we don't have to wait for anybody to give us that power. In fact, if that's what you're waiting for, you'll be waiting for a long time because they won't. We have to claim that power for ourselves. But you see, most women aren't doing that. And here's the problem. So many of us connect our feelings of confidence to security, right? Uh, and again, it, it can be financial security. It can be you know security in our relationships. We're connecting our feelings of confidence to security. And we often base our sense of security on things remaining the same. So many of us fear and resist change of any kind. We've been conditioned to believe that change is scary and a negative thing. And that security means that things stay the same. 
But that means that our confidence is resting on a very shaky foundation because change is inevitable. And if we base our feelings of security and confidence on anything outside of us and on things remaining the same, we're doomed. We're doomed to a life of insecurity and anxiety and we're stuck in a world of not good enough and this kind of compare and despair mentality, right? We, we can subscribe to that belief that age equals decline and we can get really trapped in those beliefs. So I wanna be clear right up front that security has nothing to do with things remaining the same. And nobody else in our life, in fact, uh, and nothing else in our life can provide us with security. Not even money can provide real security because if you think about it, that can change too. The only thing that creates security is you. It's knowing that whatever happens, you have your own back. You can rely on yourself to take care of yourself and you know that no matter what happens, you will not abandon or betray yourself. That is what true security is and that's where true confidence comes from. And it took me a long time, um, you know, and a, and a lot of heartache to kind of get to that point where I realized that. So the question is, how do we get from point A to point B? How do we go from feeling insecure and unsure of ourselves and of our future to feeling confident and secure and excited about the future? Here are some things that confident women do and believe and when you start practicing all of these things, I promise you your confidence will skyrocket. Number one is focus on your abilities. Focus on what you can do and what you do really well. Doesn't mean that you won't have critical or negative thoughts, but confident people don't entertain those thoughts. They might think them, but you know, pretty quickly they're able to redirect their focus. And when you start doing this, you'll likely have to do it again and again and again. You know, that, that kind of coaxing yourself back to a more positive thought, to a more empowering thought. Um, that's okay. Just the same way that negative thoughts become a habit, positive ones become a habit too. So you have to make it a consistent practice to focus your mind on your abilities and your talents and the best things about you. Decide that you're not going to be that insecure woman who is constantly being mean to herself. You know, simply decide that you are going to fill your mind with empowering thoughts. Also, be decisive. I've talked about this before on the podcast. We women become so stuck in indecision. And over time, this is so disempowering. And I get it. There are lots of things vying for our attention and influencing our decisions. But a confident woman is not wishy-washy about any aspect of her life. When a decision needs to be made, she's smart about it. She does her homework, she considers all the options, and she puts some thought into it. But what a confident woman doesn't do is ask everyone around and make a decision and then go back on it and then change her mind and then change it back and then ask some more people, right? She, they, they just don't do that. They gather the information they need, they give themselves a certain amount of time, and then they decide. And once we decide, we align all of our energy behind that decision. The next one is to show up for yourself and follow through with what you say you're going to do. Confident women show up for themselves and because of that, they trust themselves. Think about somebody and we 
all know somebody like this who is not very reliable, right? You make plans with them and they almost always cancel or they show up very late. Um, they, they're just flaky. After a while, you begin to lose trust in them. I have a friend like this and I really like her, but I know that when I make plans with her, there's probably about a 50% chance that those plans will actually come off. So I don't have a lot of trust in her. Well, that's what we do to ourselves all the time. We don't keep our commitments to ourselves and so naturally we lose trust in ourselves. Confident women trust themselves because confident women know that they can count on themselves to show up when they say they will. Whether that's working out um, when you say you're going to, whether that's saving money when you say you will, whether it's keeping your house looking a certain way or making time to spend with your family, whatever it is, a confident woman shows up for herself and her commitments uh, without fail. And so that brings me to the next one. A confident woman is willing to fail, right? Confident women have a really different mindset around failure. They're not deathly afraid of it the way most people are. They know that failure is a necessary component of success. It isn't the opposite of success, and that's where I think we get tripped up. Failure creates the path to success. It informs you and guides you and directs you to what you will ultimately need to do in order to be successful. You, you may have heard this term, failing forwards. Um, if you haven't, it's, it's an interesting concept. And the way I think of it, failure is an inevitable part of life, right? Nobody is going to be able to avoid failing. But we have two choices. We can either fail backwards or fail forward. When we fail backwards, we retreat. We give up. We run back to what's familiar and what we view as being safe. And the irony, of course, is that that very safety is often an illusion. But that's what it means to fail backwards. Um, or we can fail forward, which is we don't let it stop us from pursuing our goal. We feel whatever comes up. I'm not saying we should avoid our feelings. So we may feel after a quote unquote failure, frustration, sadness, anger, whatever. And then we regroup and we think on it and learn from it and we pivot as we need to. But the thing is we don't retreat. We don't go running back to what was, to what is familiar. We just simply learn to use that failure to redirect ourselves. Um, the next one, have goals and dreams and be willing to take risks to achieve them. There seems to be a point at which we just stop dreaming, you know, and I don't know what that point is, but it's so interesting to me how many women over 40 just sort of abandon the whole idea of goals and dreams. Um, they, they just kind of move through each day in this groundhog's day of chores and obligations and habitual behaviors. And there's nothing wrong with habits and chores. We all have them. But a confident woman has a larger vision for her life. She has a sense of purpose and passion. And because she has goals and dreams and a sense of purpose, she's willing to take risks and try new things and expand herself in her life. I think this is where the concept of empty nest syndrome kind of comes from. Because I think so many women have 
you know, they get to midlife and they have lived a life that's centered around their children for a long time. And when the children grow up and move on and become independent, you know, as is natural, these women, you know, sometimes don't have other goals and dreams. And that sense of a lack of purpose can be really challenging. Confident women are generally not the ones struggling with empty nest syndrome because they don't feel a lack of purpose. Another thing that confident women don't do, they don't compare themselves to others. Um, I don't know what else there is to say about this one except just don't do it. It's a losing game. There will always be others who have more or better or less or different and none of it means anything at all. All it does is take our focus off of ourself and our life, which is where we need to be putting our attention and energy in order to grow and thrive, right? We need to be staying in our lane and doing the very best we can to move forward and grow. And if we use other people as the measuring stick for our lives, then we make it mean that we are somehow less than or inadequate. And all that does is set us back. So as far as I'm concerned, the only reason to even look at what someone else is doing is to celebrate them and to see what's possible for ourselves. Um, this one seems, <laughs> this one probably will seem kind of funny to you. It's, it seems minor, um, but I have found it to be pretty important. And that is develop a confident posture. Stand up straight and don't be afraid to take up space in the world. You know, I feel like some women are, are hunched over it. It almost looks as if they're shrinking. Um, I do think, you know, that we tend to do that both physically and metaphorically. And so a confident woman stands up tall and, and takes up space. The next thing is use your style to express confidence. I just a few weeks back did a um, two-part podcast series I think it was episode 17 and 18 um, on reinventing your style in midlife. Clothes absolutely affect how we feel and how we show up. And, and then, you know, as a result, it affects how others treat us. They just do. Um, and so we can use this to our advantage. We can use our style to create and express confidence. And again, there are there's a lot more information in those two episodes as to how we can do that. Another thing is speak up and speak honestly. The same way that we want to stop shrinking physically, you know, by developing good posture, we want to stop shrinking verbally by using our voices. And be strong in your voice. Own your yes and own your no. Stop worrying about whether others will like what you have to say or not or whether they'll like you or not. Some women, and I say this with so much love because I used to be one of these women, some women are so busy worrying about other people's happiness that they sacrifice their own. And one big way to take back your power and your happiness is to express your truth and to not be afraid of the consequences. I can tell you that there won't be, I can't tell you that there won't be consequences. There may be, but I can tell you you'll be in integrity with yourself, and that is a tremendous confidence booster. And finally, the last thing that I'll recommend is prioritize fun and play. 
confident people generally have a vibe that says, I enjoy my life and, and myself, and I'm excited about what comes next. So go enjoy yourself and your life. Build some fun and play into every day, just like kids do, and you will feel lighter and freer and more joyful and confident. And while the shift may not happen overnight, you know, if you have felt insecurity for a long time, it's probably not very likely that overnight you're going to turn into a confident woman. But if you begin doing these things, you absolutely will begin to feel more confident in small ways, and that will build and build. And in the end, it will have amazing repercussions in every area of your life. So I hope that that has served you and I look forward to seeing you next week on the podcast. In the meantime, have a very wonderful week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Welligant Woman podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please don't forget to subscribe. And I'd love it if you would leave a five-star review and share it with others. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch you in the next episode.